welcome to the Fresher and Angel podcast, week two, quarter life crisis. <laughs> nice. Welcome back. And uh, this episode, we're going to talk about Joker to to start with. We'll get we'll get a lot of it content on that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you might need to have watched the film for most of this, but we will give our thoughts on it first yeah. before we go into major detail. Um, this is our first movie review. Yes. And it's an absolute banger. Yeah, we're going to talk about maybe why it wasn't so well received with critics, how it was more well received with sort of like us, I guess. And uh, we talk about the society that's built in the world of the Joker. And then we make the odd observation about our own society mm-hmm. and whether it abandons us. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoy the podcast. He didn't have a body. So basically, we've got the Peter Bradshaw, The Guardian's Joker review. One of the things we've <laughs> talked about in this episode is how the Joker was received by critics and then how people received them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a little, I don't know, backdrop to that, let's begin with our scathing of this review. <laughs> First of all, I would like to say I have seen the Joker five times now. Wow, five times? Uh, yeah, I've seen it five times, man. Oh, my God, I've only seen it. I saw it once in the cinema and I was uh, honestly sh- shocked mm-hmm. and amazed and uncomfortable mm. for a solid two hours. Yeah. Um, I think that's how long it is. I don't know. And then, of course, I've watched it again earlier today we just watched it to talk about it right now um right okay so let's get let's talk about this review once i'm a little bit closer i guess um the year's biggest disappointment has arrived (laughs) i mean that's brutal that's That's a big opener isn't it straight uh... in there um talks about poor arthur has a neurological condition which i this isn't really spoiler territory yet but um Mm. he does have a neurological condition which makes him laugh uncontrollably uh, extremely awkward situations yeah yeah which we did find out is true is real not mm-hmm. true necessarily we googled it that it's a true story but mm. it is a real illness um which again is maybe something that you we would then find well you could know someone who has it um for me nine out of ten and it's not 10. I don't know. The thing is about the perfect 10. Okay. It would have been a 10 if it didn't think that there was now going to be a sequel. Really? That's your mm. rating? But yeah, so I'll give it, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Because Surely the rating should be separate to... Um... No, no, because the news after, is uh, it's actually impacted my experience watching it back Again. today. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Because I walked away from the cinema... With so many more questions, mm-hmm. you know, and things... that adds to the spectacle of it. The Absolutely, magic of you the know, film. yeah, completely. I've made my own story in my head uh-huh. of of what happens at each stage, and I feel like a sequel will have to. Although, don't get me wrong, satisfied with the film, I don't think there's unanswered questions that need a resolution. Yeah, um, but that's part of the magic of that film. 
Sure. The laughing disorder <laughs> is called... Um, We're off on a bit of a, a tangent, I think. Pseudo bulbar effect. Pseudo bulbar. Pseudo bulbar effect. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you're on a tangent. I don't know. But that's why I give it 9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Well, with this, we're f- first we're establishing how we feel about the film. So I've already said, yo, I've seen it five times. So mm. I don't think that it's bad. But more on the 9 out of 10 later, I guess. I think there's so many films in the world that are six and below, right? Yes, yes. Out of the 10 score. And it's always because they have stupid shit in them that isn't believable. I mean, chuck this in there. I don't watch anything under a seven of IMDb. I know, you're big on the, on the, the yeah, ratings. Yeah, I, unless, don't get me wrong, I don't mind anything below probably about four or five because I do enjoy a bad film. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoy them. What I can't stand is the mediocre. Okay. Know, the sixes. So, yeah, it needs to be so bad that it's entertaining. I mean, you might get a good 6.8 somewhere. Mm. You might get a little gem. Um, you might find a 6.4 that you enjoyed, but you just were like, well, yeah, it could have been better. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of see it. Whereas pretty much everything over seven is, by the end of it, you're like, oh, I'm glad I came on this ride. Yeah. Now, bear that in mind. Like, I, you know, I don't know, people might think that that's ridiculous. There's obviously probably a lot of films that are around the six mark that people relate to a lot more than I do, sure. a lot more than the general public does. And maybe that's why I got a lower rating, but it'd still probably get a lower rating from me because yeah. it hasn't been able to access my market yeah. of desires in terms of films. But bearing that in mind, on Rotten Tomatoes, the Joker only got a 69%. Now, of course, this is a website that combines user reviews with critic reviews. I'm guessing the critic reviews obviously have a bigger weight in the overall um, score. So according to Rotten Tomatoes, I shouldn't even watch this film because yeah. it's below my 7 out of 10. But then the audience score is 88%. It's pretty good. I mean, that's huge. People are, vote, people are rating it 9 out of 10s, 10 out of 10s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the only other sort of DC film up there is The Dark Knight. And that's one of my favourite... It's Batman again. ...films. And it's an iconic Joker. Yeah. Again. Exactly. Like, who, you know, who has been able to touch that character since the tragic pass of, you know, Heath Ledger? And when Ledger? I heard about it, I thought, there's no way. You there see- is no way anyone can top the Joker's performance in The Dark Knight. I well, still think... What about think- Jared Leto, though? what is his laugh like he's like (laughs) yeah and he was just like everything that is not captured so well by the other two i guess even though they're totally different styles of joker um but both method acting right yeah well I don't actually know what is the definition of method acting because oh, because man. Jared Leto would walk around the set going oh. yeah I know hey Mr J <laughs> 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 yeah. and like I think Working Phoenix probably just didn't talk to anyone <laughs> yeah well it seemed like it I mean that was really apart from his mum <laughs> <laughs> it was a real loner movie wasn't it you yeah know. Whereas, it was sad yeah, Jared Leto's got the bloody whole Suicide Squad who, you know, you're hoping do kill themselves so you have to get to stop watching this piece of trash. <laughs> I saw that on my birthday. 
Happy birthday. Aren't they re- rebooting it completely with James, yeah. with James Gunn? Yeah, but... Oh, is it James Gunn? Yeah, it is. They're it directing is, yeah. it. So Guardians of the Galaxy guy is now directing Suicide Squad 2, where they're mm. just going to forget about the first one. I guess or so. They're just, or they're linked. I don't know if they're going to still call it Suicide Squad 2 <laughs> and fire everybody, but maybe. Maybe. But that film was tragic. Absolutely awful. So it says Phillips, Todd Phillips, director of the film Joker. This is again the Guardian review. Um, Phillips has already directed a film featuring a brilliant, unfunny, funny figure with learning difficulties, Alan, in The Hangover. You know, I'm it, sorry. Was, it was never confirmed that he had learning difficulties. Yeah, I don't think it was. I mean, that's, it's going in, but oh, sorry, are you actually comparing the performance of. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix in, in Joker to yeah. Alan from The Hangover. I mean, Zach Galifianakis didn't even dance. <laughs> I mean, it goes on to say, what if Zach Galifianakis was the main role in this film? <laughs> I mean, what, is that what you want? I don't know. Like, I'm confused. It's just like apples and oranges, man, isn't it? Isn't that the expression? Like, he finishes. Like, why the fuck are you comparing them? He finishes where, well, the casting of Phoenix indicates more clearly how sexy Joker is supposed to be. I'm sorry, did you see the film? <laughs> I don't find anything attractive about this man. How is he the sexy Joker? I, it really turned me on at the start when he got hit by the sign. If anything, Jack Nicholson looked better when he was uh, the Joker. <laughs> you think he was sexier? I think he looked better, to be honest. <laughs> Well, at least he had some sort of meat on him. And Christ, he was horrible. And that's the sexy Joker. I mean, I get it. Jared Leto's character looked awful. <laughs> really, he had damage written on his forehead, right? <laughs> really? He had tattoos and stuff. Quarter life, butter knife. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Get a rifle and you snare back with a Glock and an M16. Like, there's a podcast and you listen to the podcast. You take the Glock clock fast enough spark let's now pull up here and say um spoilers if if this little section of content hasn't convinced you to go and watch it yeah then you probably never will mm-hmm. but we hope you do why would you not i guess if you're every old person in america ever <laughs> just to preempt you there's a there's a few a little bit like sort of look away a little bit gory but you get you know you're so tense the whole time it's yeah. you feel you do feel like it's coming but don't worry it's a good it's a good tense it's, it's not it's as anticipation it's, it's not not as violent as i was maybe thinking it would be yeah me too it's not as violent as the guardian it could have been make out yeah and it's definitely not as bad as the guardian make out um cool so now Go watch the film, and then once you've watched it, come back here mm-hmm. and disagree with us or not. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we think that the critics. What? Why do we think that the critics have been like this? Yeah. Well, first off, we live in a society. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I think what is interesting is that the critics, in a way, are like the society in the film. Mm. And they're shitting on it. Yeah, they're shitting on. Basically, it's too freaky and it's too scary. I think that there is a link between sort of you start with a creative and what Arthur Fleck, a comedian, right? Ah, and uh, well, first of all, there's there's creativeness, then there is performing, and then attached to performing is all of these kind of mental health or stigmas or things like that, right? In the world that 
most sort of of our generation um, and for a lot of people who are older as well people who are younger Mm. they want to be creatives they don't want to be people almost analysts okay you know i mean obviously a lot of people do but i think people have a lot more feeling and uh, a lot more sort of sympathy for people who are worse off than you. You know, obviously he's got a mental health illness and that also plays a part. But then you, you think of it on another side of, well, people who have had a mental health illness who, you know, they you want them to be able to get better and then be free in the world. But then yeah. from the world perspective, you find out someone's got a, a mental health problem and they do look a bit unstable. Mm-hmm it's you know it's almost like you can we can see how maybe could happen. the joker is plausible right but a film critic who isn't a creative is an analyzer of content yeah um i mean they i guess they're a writer so they have to be creative in that sense but they're not a performer yeah and they're you know that they earn a lot of money you know a lot mm-hmm. of these critics are definitely well off they probably didn't pay to go and see this film they were you know forced to as part of their job that okay. they could pay like 60 grand a year how do you even become like someone who critiques movies uh, i guess you do like a course in journalism which, and i've got nothing against journalists so yeah either um at all but i just think this is a different grade and i don't think that the people who were reviewing the film to start with had a sympathetic feel to the film that maybe people who are less well off or well just basically middle class downwards you know what i mean yeah can understand it's just a huge amount most, of people, most of these people are upper class you know dickheads yeah it's kind of like um what what middle class person would ever kind of take that pursue that career in movie critiquing right uh, absolutely i mean i guess like i said you've got to be a creative writer but I just think maybe it's not, maybe it isn't the creative side of things, but it's just the, it's the money side of things. Mm. I just think they're far removed from mm-hmm. a, sort of like a world that at least me and you, and I think a lot of people live in, you know, a world where mental or, or health. Or we'll just see it all of fucking around us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously we spoke in our first podcast about mental health and that's sort of why we, we then reviewed this film because it's kind of like... We have experience where we say, yeah, mental health problems are real. Yeah. And maybe some of these film critics don't really believe in it. And they they watch this film thinking, yeah, other people who are sad loners, not me, obviously, I've got loads of friends, are like, (laughs) this could uh, definitely spark off another, you know, shooting. They could encourage them to go crazy. Do you think that all of the media um, bullshit, nonsense about how dangerous Joker is. Do you think that's mostly American media or do you think there's a bit of British media as well? Do British people not really give a f- I think because... I think that the most of the media was American media. Because there's um, more shootings and, and, and stuff. And there's just like shootings all the time in America and it is really just so messed up. You can't... I can't begin to imagine what this country would be like if guns were legal it's a terrifying prospect yeah. for people who haven't, you know, ever lived in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure that they're almost sort of used to it a bit more because they're, they're desensitized. Almost, absolutely. Um, you know, they, they'll go around their friend's house. Their friend will have a gun 
uh-huh. or you know the friend's family own a gun it's for protection you know, guns are everywhere and you just can imagine living in a world like that to be honest you know uh-huh. we're, we're in the, the heart of bristol the dodgiest end in fact yeah if, yeah it's like if there, there was were guns, guns out there that'd be terrifying Exactly. Maybe I would hear some gunshots. I've seen two people get arrested outside the front door before. <laughs> Late at night. Can't wait so, to sleep in the living room. <laughs> don't worry, the door is, you know... Broken. Broken, but it's like broken in a way that you can't get in. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> the reviews are so interesting. Do you not think it's like um, GTA? It's the same thing. That what? GTA, Grand, Grand, sorry, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do I ma- think the Joker? Do I think the Joker is like Grand Theft the, Auto? The reactions. Ah, yes. Two, di- two different things. You have got video game. Mm. You have got a movie. Both pieces of art in their own right. GTA 100%. is totally different. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest argument of uh, oh, GTA is violent is that it's so immersive and mm. you're playing, you're being the character. Although they didn't put any children in the game, you can't kill children, which is better i think, I think. <laughs> yeah i don't know i think the children debate yeah it, they shouldn't be in the game that's for sure <laughs> nobody wants to see that but you know i get taken out of that world and i go so we're in a world where there's no kids <laughs> yeah which is which is also nice um so i don't think the point of grand theft auto <laughs> is to kill all of the kids in real life i don't think that's the subliminal point um but you know I, I for me i think gaming is an escape mm-hmm. you know it is kind of like a a way to just turn your brain off and Love it. people should be allowed to do that how they want like i just i i just don't see that you know engaging then in real life I, well i don't know talking to some people online might make you more angry you know you think? i don't know people just online are so ridiculous usually it just makes me laugh i don't use it dude all of the facebook stuff around recently the um labors versus the tories right the whole election thing it's Uh, just been ridiculous but what it's it's really frustrating that from our point of view so we both wanted the conservatives out Mm -hmm. but savage bro but you know you just look at the last 10 years and it's just been absolute crap you Uh know why why are we happy to continue this crap like are you happy to conserve this environment this eco on me look labor like seemed like an exciting prospect of winning and somebody who um seems to care about people i mean obviously but then there's a whole thing where you know basically all politicians come from a rich but an elitist yeah. background, yeah. including Jeremy Corbyn, right? He's mm. apparently from a rich family, you know. Absolutely. Um, but he just seemed like he wanted to like do some good. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, every young person that I've spoken to who's around our age, you know, quarter life, is voted for Labour. I know. So the thing is for us, what's difficult is like everything we've ever voted for hasn't won. So, you know, I voted Labour in the last general election for yeah. bloody Ed, Ed Miliband. Miliband. Vote, vote for him. And then... Wait, in Bath? I, yeah. Then I voted... I voted for the Lib Dems. Then I voted... Yeah, and I should have... I don't know why. Oh, actually, no. I think I voted Green that year. <laughs> the, the Lib Dems. 
I didn't, I didn't vote tactically because I knew that Ed Miliband didn't have a goddamn chance. You're the guy eating the sandwich. No, no matter what bloody Russell Brand had to say about it, <laughs> I won't vote for him. That's my guy. That's who I would vote for, Russell Brand. I'd, I'd vote Russell Brand, actually. I would. He could do something entertaining. Yeah. More entertaining than what Boris Johnson's doing. Man, so, you always used to um, watch Russell Brand's videos, didn't you? Russell Brand. And then we goes, got into the podcast that he does, Under the Skin. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it was so... so, so inte- it's great. It's great. It's very intelligent. But it's fucking yeah. too much sometimes. I know you're driving to work. Like, mm-hmm. I'm half asleep still. It's, yeah, it's, it's very intense. Cool, but, but they I, are good. I love, I love what he's branched from um, a, com- a comedian slash actor into. Mm. He's actually doing a degree right now. I think. Yeah, whether I think, he's yeah, finished I think it he or not. In London. Um, but I, I don't know. I think the thing with politics is that we we're getting this unfair view that. This sort of like unfair uh, hope. Sorry. Get this sort of unfair hope that um, things are going to change because everything we're seeing seems to align with that. Everyone's, you know, how are we supposed to make a difference when everybody we speak to already believes the same thing that we do? You know, mm. they already believe in, right, let's get Labour in, let's do something else, let's vote Remain, let's vote. Every, everyone I ever talk to seems to be on my wavelength. Yeah. And then it's like, it doesn't even make a this difference, shit happens, it seems. You know, there's like a massive majority. They still lost. I'm confused. Is it like, is it like there's way more old people like, do people, than young people? Because I don't know any fucking young people who Everyone I know doesn't want Brexit to happen. And yet it's happening. Yeah. And the rest of the country has voted for it to happen as soon as possible. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's bizarre. I feel like I'm out of touch. It's pretty even fucked though up. It's like... I'm done, so involved with it. It's yeah. Strange. Oh, I feel so involved with it. Social media's made me feel like um, things are, are going to change and then they still don't. <laughs> it's good memes, but... Um, it, memes. You, it's just like um, Donald Trump winning that election Fields in America. Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> what? Feel, feels wheat. <laughs> what is that? Oh, goodness me. <laughs> what is oh, goodness that? me. <laughs> remember what that is you gotta for the two or three people listening um you have to type in oh goodness me <laughs> Theresa may or more simply oh, fields of wheat oh, dude, where she's, it's like have you ever done anything naughty but we want we run through the uh, farmers uh fields of wheat <laughs> <laughs> they certainly weren't too happy you seen her dancing Brilliant. all the time. Yeah, and doing the bloody robot. Oh, <laughs> she's just uh, crazy. Back, back when things were easier. <laughs> back, back before the NHS was being privatised. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but we're they, off, the, off the political stuff. Yeah, yeah. But what I will say, linking the NHS with Joker... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is the interesting we we mentioned that when we're watching it and he gets he like needs his medication and then they're like, I'm sorry, like his therapist is like, they don't give a shit about you, the government. We're shutting off your your mm. counselling and we're shutting off all your medication. Like it's basically I know what you're saying and you're implying <laughs> that the Joker film is possible. It's well, it's not only plausible; it's going to happen um, when because, the because the Tories are in, <laughs> NHS are out. And uh, there's Arthur Flex everywhere. <laughs> Open your eyes. And and Boris Johnson is the uh, the three Wayne employees on the subway. No, but Boris Johnson is is Murray. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so he's just, he's just gonna get shot. He in the keeps head. shouting, terrorize, dude. He's, he, keeps, he keeps shouting, terrorize, sympathizer to bloody Jeremy Corbyn. He just gets shot by the Joker. No, no, we don't. Con- we don't think that will really. No. <laughs> exactly. Nothing will happen, even though this huge media blah 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 mm. has just gone up and blown up about Joker could be dangerous. Mm. Conservatives being in or not, Joker is. Um, not likely, <laughs> but still possible. Not, mm, probably not going to happen. <laughs> we really went on like a political tangent then, and then just yeah. swung back to Joker. But back in with the right. So what's so interesting about Joker, right, is that it started its life um, at one of as the, the Hangover too. <laughs> So what's interesting about the Joker is that it had obviously post Hangover Life, uh-huh. it had all three of them, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all three. Uh, it had gone to the Venice Film Festival where it won the top award. So like that was the first thing, and then there was like a bit of hype online about is it, it. Is that way before it is even out? Yes, yeah, so that's before it's released. Before the critics get their teeth into it, yeah. and before real people actually go and watch it. Yeah. Um. It it won the highest awards, loads of awards at the Venice Film Festival. It's actually up for, um, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is up for an Oscar. Um, I think it's up for Best Picture in the Golden Globes. Cool. You know, like it's, it's nominated for loads of awards. It's won loads of awards. But it just seems to be, I think that these critic reviews are just part of an almost the elitist. Mm-hmm. And that's why maybe, and not all of them, obviously, there's, you know, there's, there's plenty of writers that have got their feet firmly on the ground. Yeah. But then there's, I'm sure, plenty of rich people who also don't. I call it the quarter life crisis. I know a little something about it because I went through it. Oh boy, did I go through it. When I was 24, a lot was going my way, at least on the... What's funny about the film and interesting in Joker is how easily he was just handed that gun and how he didn't really want it. And the gun was part of many factors from the outside world that just, like, drove him insane, snapped him. The thing is, it's, again, believable. One of the reasons why it's so good is because the snippets of believability in it the bits that make you almost relate to the character but also relate to the story and how it could be real and one example of that is the three lads on the train yeah is a perfectly real situation Uh that you could see happening right now and you could see happening because obviously it's set in the past i don't know 60s 70s or something 70s i think it's kind of but but it's meant to be but then i did actually funnily enough you know we were looking at the movie title when the wayne parents come out Mm. zorro and the gay blade yeah um that film came out in 1981 ah so it's in the 80s i totally googled it (laughs) so it's actually a real film yeah i thought is it gonna do a real film zorro and the gay blade Maybe next week's not, re- movie review. <laughs> not to be confused with Zora and the Beyblade. No, exactly. Which is what I thought it was talking about. You know, those little things you used to rip out yeah. and spin. Um, so, yeah, those three boys, though, from the train, you can see that in our society, in, in a society, <laughs> um, but you can see it now. You can see it happening now. You could imagine it happening just then. Posh um, just posh cunts. Just dickheads. Kids that, from Uni of Bath. Yeah, they're We've offering a girl chip. They're making it really uncomfortable. 
and yeah, chuck a guy in there who can't stop laughing. Like, yeah. it happens. And it, like you were saying, he didn't want the gun, but he kind of ended up with the gun. So he sort of has to kill, you know, they're beating him up. They deserve to die. Yeah. You know, but do they? I don't know. This is, well, uh, they did seem like cunts. <laughs> the thing is, you're really putting yourself in Arthur's shoes, but you don't feel that same way about yourself. You know, like... Yeah. But you understand how, by watching the film, you can understand how he's got to that situation. And, of course, once he's killed the first one, you accept that they're all going to have to die now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really rooting for him. Well, you're not, you're not rooting for him, but Everybody you're, you're kind him. of like, well, I'm only about a quarter away from the film. Or well, maybe it's half by that point, but you're sort of like, you know, you don't want him to be sort of, you don't want it to become like a him hiding and him running film for the rest of it because, yeah. you know, one of them get, got away and there's this mad search. Like, yeah. you you got to think, I want to learn more. I want this to pan out a bit more. Yeah. Um, but really the most... The most clever thing about the film, and, and, and now I'm going to go back onto my 9 out of 10, and okay. why it's not 10 out of 10 due to it not having a sequel, because now we're well into spoilers zone. Yeah. Well in. Yeah. Um, you already warned them, I think. Right, so the reason why it's not 10 out of 10 is because the film does an amazing job of creating this illusion. There's a, a, you know, a curtain in front of you, and you're not too sure what you're watching exists or not at the end of it that's kind of the big twist yeah is that you're not really sure what's real and the first seed of doubt they plant in your mind is obviously um the girlfriend not being real yeah um well but, she 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 was she did exist right as a neighbor yes but the story but, he, he'd made up in his, his own mind which is okay except for the flashback during it when you're watching him and she's there and then it just quickly changes shot to yeah, she's not there. Real sad. And you're heartbroken for her, uh, for him. Yeah. And then suddenly the the next scene, I mean, it's the tension throughout the film. It's a solid filter of, of tension that just gradually increases mm-hmm. throughout that keeps you yeah. pining for more. Um, There's so many elongated bits that just mm. go on and it's just like this is uncomfortable with the strings going. But it's but it's good. It's it's, a, it's an interesting emotion. It's to not feel. boring. And yeah, oh, it's far if, from if, boring. If it was this, it was it was this kind of film that was at the hands of bad writing or like mm. it was just directed in a wrong way or the even like the wrong kind of actor, I guess. Like it could easily go wrong. You're just mm. like bored, but they just like fucking nailed it, man. Yeah, they nailed this. Film. I just think after that, it turning out she's not real. Then at the very, very end, it's he's in the asylum. And then you start questioning, was any of it real? Yeah. What bits of it was real? Oh, was that dude. real? Um, you know, and then you kind of, it, it just creates a really interesting situation. And I think if you have a sequel, they inadvertently have to answer yeah. a lot of those questions of what is real. Did he really uh, yeah. raise all those people to be like that? Did he? Did he really... You know, or has he been in the asylum the whole time? And he's yeah, just yeah. imagined this almost Batman origin story mm. because Batman is older in this and he's imagining him yeah. as a young person. And you know, you don't know what maybe what yeah, if he imagined be. all of it, then it could just be that his mother would always talk about Thomas Wayne. So he's yeah. got this like this impossible what? to reach to fucking person that his mm. mother loves and he doesn't have a father, so he's just gone fucking crazy obsessing over it. Yeah, or and or in another realm you know, it, the film ends and he ends up in Arkham Asylum the next day. But then throughout the film, for example, with the whole mother 
uh, Bruce Wayne adoption thing. At one point, he's he's looking at a letter that's basically confirming he's been adopted. At another point, he's looking at a photo of her and Bruce Wayne's written on the back saying... So what does it say? It's like, love you. Yeah. Something. And But it's affectionate towards her. And you're like, oh, so was it real? But was that all imagined? You know, there's loads of questions like that that keep it really yeah. open, but sort of like in a way that's open, you don't want it to be closed. I'm guessing that Gotham is based off of New York. Yeah, I think so. Just totally looks like it. Mm. And it did, it looks really similar to um, how Gotham was in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. But then I guess there's, a, there's always the, thing, the huge tramp train line thing that goes through the middle. Yeah. That's a Gotham trait, I guess. But um, one of one of the other themes that really, that, you know, watching it and I sort of hadn't really taken it in the first time but did more the second time is, after you said, is that he dances a lot. He's dancing in almost thing. every scene. He is literally performing in every scene. I uh-huh. mean, some of them are confusing. Like, he, he just killed those the, the, the first sort of three three and then he dances like in a toilet or something yeah to, to calm down it seems yeah so um, he's freaking out and he runs into the toilet but one of the interesting things i found out about this film is they actually um recorded all the music first and then the director would play it during the scenes so that the yeah. actors were actually or most mostly joaquin phoenix unbelievable yeah. performance but he's listening to the music whilst he's performing those scenes and he's almost choreographing himself to it. I also heard yeah. that the bit where he gets in the fridge was, was improvised. He, they just set up a camp. Well, I was actually taking note. There's only two shots in that whole thing. There's that shot where he's side on yeah. and there's a kind of a shot from like the kitchen counter oh. and it goes back to that sort of same shot again. Wow. And it just stays there. And they said that they just put him in a room. See um, what he did. Like he wanted to, and just and he'd been doing other bits and done, and then eventually he sort of opens the fridge, yeah. takes all the shelving out, and that and just gets in, yeah. closes it. So um, yeah, I was, I was, yeah. When I saw that first time, I was like, he's trying to kill himself in the fridge. But with with the music, it sounds like it is really amazing scene. Yeah. Um, and I think now we kind of know a bit more as to why. The thing I thought when when as he was getting in the fridge is like, you can't open fridges from the inside. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that like a thing? No, you could. You could just push and it would open. On modern fridges? Yeah, of course it'd open from the inside. No, I think it gets super, super, like, it's locked. I don't think so. I yeah, think that's the thing. It's totally a thing. No, I think you could push it out. Your human strength will be able to push yourself out of the fridge. But I think it's, like, magnetised in a way that... If no, you it's get... not. <laughs> it is. Stop it, fresh. You can't. You can't get trapped in a fridge It's like definitely that. a thing. Maybe not... Maybe because it's in the 70s or whatever, like, he, it was an older fridge. But fridges these days... Yeah. We should test it, man. <laughs> Obviously, we Okay, like, I'll put you in the fridge tonight. In fact, I'll go one better. I'm going to put you in the freezer. Let's see if you can get out. You can get out, man. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Can you open fridges from the inside? God. It's a requirement of law that you should be able to open a refrigerator from the inside. It's the law. In the early days of domestic fridges, they had latches to hold them closed. Latches? Dude, yeah. so here's fridge. I totally saw a latch on there. <laughs> In Joker. In Joker? Yeah. No. There was a latch on there, man. It's an old fridge. I didn't say it. I suppose it doesn't matter. (laughs) I know I've been lacking on content a little bit on the channel. I 
get incredibly discouraged because I'm an insecure human being, but I am working on more content. Track of the week. My track of the week. <laughs> My track of the week would be uh, probably Make It Better by Anderson Pack. It was on his latest album, Ventura. Yeah. Last, last This year it came out, Ventura. Uh -huh. uh, Straight after Oxnard. Yeah, it was like after Oxnard. Um, and it's somewhere between, I guess, Malibu and something chill, like more chill. But... Um, that's the it's just such a great song and it's got really good music video how does it go again um it's the one with Smokey Robinson in there I, can't, I literally can't remember how it goes do you wanna make it oh, better yeah. do you wanna stay together if you do then we please make some memories memories yeah yeah it's the absolute Banger. I love it. It's, it's, so yeah, the music video is really good, and whenever um, I listen to it now, I have really sort of strong images. It's really sort of basic, but it's just like it's really stylistic. The music video and it makes it memorable. That's cool. I need to check that out. Yeah, man. You watch sure. it after. Check it out. That's cool. My track of the week. I actually really track wanted to track of the week. I wanted to go for something new. But I couldn't find anything new that I liked. No. <laughs> so I just went for a fucking banger that came on Shuffle earlier. And okay. it is called Off D's by J.I.D. featuring J. Cole. Okay. You know J.I.D.? No. This young kid. Jid. Jid, yeah. Um, young kid who is uh, on J. Cole's label, Dreamville. And he's very like, Ken he sounds a bit like Kendrick inspired in music and stuff. Um, but he's a fucking sick rapper. And Off D's is very fast as well. It's called Off D's. And it's very cool. Off D's nuts. These nuts. Nice. Wow, that's um, that's our track tracks of the week. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I think that has been a very informative episode. Okay. I think we uh, we really really went on with it. With we just flowed with a random tangent. Yeah. Mainly talking about the Joker. Yeah, for sure. Um. So thanks so much for for listening, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you guys next time. Mm -hmm. Been fresher and angel. Merry Christmas. Because by the time we put this out, it's going to be Christmas. Well, maybe Happy New Year, right? <laughs> <laughs> Timelines are fuzzy, but um, Jesus Christ, by the time you hear this, it's probably the next decade. Do you think Joker was sexy? <laughs>